celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome, my friend. Our phone lines are open. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll-free to Dr. Debbie. She's our vet here. She answers your vet medical questions. To Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. He'll help you with any of your vexing dog issues. Usually the last person you call because, obviously, the problems are solved after you call him. Joey Volani, the dog father from Animal Planet's Dogs 101. And, uh, by the way, check him out tomorrow on Dogs 101. Sunday mornings, they run a lot of reruns over there at uh, Animal Planet. And uh, I guess they've been waking you up, your friend saying, calling you Sunday morning and saying, Hey! Get up. Yeah. He likes and it's that, always, too. It's, it's, never, yeah, but it's, it's never good things. You know, it's usually, hey, I just seen your ugly face on I, on, on television. <laughs> or my, my, my kid was watching Animal Planet, and I, and I heard your, your big mouth, um, you know. Yeah, can you never imagine good. waking up to that? Yeah. Or if you want to talk to our animal communicator, Joy Turner, or our horse expert, Ernie Rodina. And our season of stars continues today. It is amazing. This has been I the... you're amazing. You're amazing. Well, you know you're what? It's Judy. not me. You it's Judy. You put show together... Well, then, okay. Then Judy, I, we, Judy I puts it to all together. Some props there. Yeah. Thank you very much. She has uh, booked some amazing guests for the season of stars. Today, we have Kat Cora. Next week, Christian Chenoweth. Now, that's a coup yeah. from the brand new ABC series. What is it? GBC? GCB. GCB. And what does that stand for again? Good Christian bitch. I just want to hear that. I know. You want me to say it? ABC won't say it. Uh, Also coming up in the next few weeks, we have Prince Lorenzo Borghese. Ooh. Am I pronouncing it? Or is it Borghese? Borghese. Borghese. He's a prince. And from the Marshall Tucker band, Doug Doug Gray? Doug Gray. Doug Gray. Uh Uh-huh. As well as, uh, looks like Lyle Lovett, Kevin Costner, Dr. Joyce Brothers, and Eddie Money all joining us within the next few weeks for the season of stars. Stacy Cohen working hard in the newsroom. Ah, those stars and their pets, those crazy pets those stars own. Justin Bieber's uh, pet snake Johnson has a new roommate. Yep, he's moved out of the house. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. Uh, Justin Bieber's pet snake Johnson. Uh, that doesn't sound right, Stacy. <laughs> Yeah. Pet Snake Johnson. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I should, we should make a t-shirt out of that. And what are you oh, going to be talking about today? Fashion, baby. Oh, the no. colors of spring. Yes, it's that time. I know you don't like that, but you know what? It's it's a very important topic here, Hal, because we got to look good, okay? What you, Trends. I don't understand why you people dress up your dogs. It's well, uh, not all of us can wear t-shirts and jeans all the time, okay? You got to look good. Yeah, yeah I'm glad yeah. I have German Shepherd, not the Poodle. You don't put any clothes on that German Shepherd there, Vlad, do you? Oh, no. That's what, that's what sounds like I you know, I live in uh, Hollywood or Laguna Beach, but yeah. I'm from Russia. You know what those dogs are thinking when they when you put clothes on them? Joy, what are these dogs thinking when you put clothes on them? They they got to be thinking something crazy. Well, yes, actually they do, and it all depends which one you talk to. Actually, Judy's little puppy loves being dressed up. However, See? there are some others in my mind that keep telling me, "Oh my god, I just wish they would stop." <laughs> It's my, very embarrassing for them. My little ladybug, when I get out her little T-shirt, she gets so excited, and I put it on her, and as soon as I get it over her head, she starts lifting her paws. She puts her, her paws through the sleeves like a kid would. I don't even have to pick up her paws and put them in. She does it. She knows the drill. You know you know what? I would like to throw the stone to our famous groomer to tell him. For instance, one of my favorite breed is Portuguese water dog, you know, like Barack, Barack Obama has. Amazing. Yes. Dog. I love it. That would be my ne- 
next, I mean, of course, uh, Joe Balani telling me, you know, I have to be a rich guy because he lots, a lot of time he needs to spend to grooming that dog. But this is not the point. The point is, I hate when they're grooming that dog the way like a poodle. It looks so bad because it's a working dog. We use the, the, the lion cut. Well, that's, hold on. That's a working cut there, um, Palsy. That's a working cut on that dog, that lion cut. So, you, you, I mean. <laughs> Yes, Palsy. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. He's my pal, Palsy. I understand what Vadi's saying about these haircuts because before, well, well, I've been involved in this industry forever since a little kid. But, you know, growing up, there were certain breeds you didn't like because of the haircuts. And as you got older and you, and you started to like the dog and the style, it changed your palate. And then you're like, okay, that haircut's pretty cool. It's almost like eating caviar for the first time. You're like, what is this crap? And then after a while, you're like, okay, you know what? What, this is pretty good. Well, it's the same thing with these haircuts. And then eventually, you look at the dog, you say, that's real hot. And ten years ago, you were like, you know what? I would never have that on my dog. So, it <laughs> grows on you. Celebrating our connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio. Well, I'm Hal Abrams. Welcome. I'm Judy Francis. I never know if you're going to say my name or if you want me to say it. Well, you're usually busy answering the phone. I know, but I was right here. It's like, ah, uh, you caught me off guard. I was just playing with you. I know. You do that on purpose. It's an April Fool's weekend, so uh-huh. I'm in one of those giddy moods. Of course, our dream team. Uh, to my left, I have Dr. Debbie, uh, the illustrious Dr. Debbie, mm. as well as Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, dog father Joey Volani. Via Skype, Joy Turner and Ernie Rodina is joining us as our brand new horse expert here at Animal Radio. So if you have any kind of questions, I think we got the bases covered. Sometimes we disagree with the thing. Sometimes we get into the fights, but it's okay because it's a democracy. Yeah. That's what this is all about, right? I mean, I don't think we hide any of our opinions here. There's no, as Vladi says, there's no condoms on our microphone. We don't censor anything. There, there There are no companies in our pockets. All of the sponsors that we have on Animal Radio, we actually use their products, and we enjoy their products. Anyway, coming up on the season of Stars, we have Kat Cora. She joins us this week, Iron Chef Kat Cora. And she is a hottie, but uh, as Judy's pointed out several times, she doesn't like guys. In fact, she just no. had a baby with her girlfriend. They were pregnant at the same time? A few, yes, they a few both years had ab- babies. Okay, so that's a weird thing. Maybe I'll ask her about that. Uh, also coming up uh, next week, we have Christian Chenoweth. Of course, she is the she plays uh, Carlene Cockburn on the brand new ABC series GCB, which stands for Good, Good Christian Bitches. Yes, but apparently ABC didn't want to run with that title. The show's doing really well. I hear people talking about this all the time. Have you seen it yet, Doc? No, I, I'm just I'm just thinking how you could get in such trouble for saying that in the wrong context. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And on ABC, and they're owned by Disney, so they're family-friendly. And uh, so she'll be joining us next week, as well as uh, we have Prince Lorenzo Borghese for you ladies, as, and Lyle Lovett and, and Kevin Costner, all part of the season of Stars. Who is it you want to hear? Let us know and give us a call. Let's uh, hit the phones. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Look at little Stacy Cohn jumping up and down. I'm sorry, did I miss you? What do you got going on? Looks like HBO has run out of luck. So has Nick Nolte and Dustin Hoffman. I'll tell you why. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I can't wait. How you doing, Vlad? Good, good. Just uh, came home yesterday. Very late. Difficult case. Uh, 
How long did it take you? <laughs> How long did it take it? I mean, talking to the people, few hours. Do this exorcism surgery to exorcise the <laughs> evil out of that dog, five minutes. People are much hard trained than their dogs. That's for sure. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five to connect with any one of the dream team. Is it Elaine? Elaine? Hi, Elaine. Welcome to Animal Radio. I have Vladi, the world famous Russian dog wizard, for you right here. Okay. What I'm I'm calling you about two things. She barks out of control all the time. And another thing, she has a licking uh, thing. She just licks, lick, lick you, just lick you. Lick your problem. Yeah, Elaine, what, what's the problem you hate more, licking or barking? Well, bar- well, the barking is something else. I, mean, I can imagine. Barking can be the thing which is... Basically, the number one reason when uh, the people get mad of you and neighbors keep complaining and, uh, you know, officials appear on your step door. And when well, I take uh, her out, you know, in the car, she just walks at everyone. She just goes crazy in the car, you know. So yeah. What breed? Uh, she's a uh, uh, Chihuahua and Terrier. <laughs> oh my gosh, Judy, don't look at me like that. Hey. <laughs> uh, uh, what can I tell you? I mean, both of them are troublemakers in the big way. In the big way. Yeah, all of them, what you're telling me. It's basically almost like Chihuahua terrorist mix. That's what you have. Listen, the good news is it's a small dog. Yeah. The good news is it's uh, very easy to startle. Dogs are not stupid. They don't do for long, which doesn't work for them. All what you need to show to your dog, the barking does not feel good. Barking doesn't sound good because she's not going to get what she's looking for. Your dog is looking as the dog barks, the dog looking for excitement. So you scream and yell at your dog, um, scare the people. Uh, the people will move away from the, from her. So she's weaning. All these things excite me. She basically gets attention. That's what she, that's what she's looking for. Okay. And this behavior is going to continue on unless she will think, boy, if I do that, something awful will happen in return. From that time, she will stop. And all what you need to do to catch her in the actions, four or five consecutive times, I suggest you to create her when you cannot supervise her. But when you can supervise her, watch her like a hawk, like mm-hmm. KGB. Okay? So mm-hmm. keep one, whatever one of your eyes is doing second needs to be on the dog because all what you do need to do to catch her five consecutive times in action and you'll be done you win five consecutive battles and you will win the war in order to win those consecutive battles quicker you need to set them up see what the triggering your dog is if um you know doorbell ask somebody to push the doorbell all the time okay and if she barks correct her if she doesn't bark give her love i mean give her cheese you know if uh triggering is the man appearing at you uh, the mailman is a trigger mailman yeah i mean make the mailman a good guy so you know mailman appear i'm gonna tell you how correct correct him but after that put your dog in the crate ask the mailman come in he gonna give you treats and she gonna love him i have a mailman who loves to help me in the thing 
things like that if I had a problem with some type of the boot campers, dogs, or something like that. He loves to stop by and give them delicious treats. Mm-hmm. It calls double, it calls reconditioning. You're conditioning to see so the dog would percept something positive, which he percept negative. But remember, mm-hmm. before you do that, you, it's like a, like a race car. You gotta push in the brake. You have to stop your dog from this behavior. And here is, you have to do it. You have a two choices, or you do the hard way, or you do the easy way. The hard way would be startle your dog uh, by fr- uh, throwing on the, um, tossing on the floor next to her sharply, um, like a Coca-Cola, Pepsi-Cola can with few, mm-hmm. may, no more than five, six penis. So it would be very light. If it's, uh, you know, touch the dog with this thing, you know, slightly, uh, you know, no big deal too, because it's imitating doggy mama teeth hit. Uh, but, you know, better now, just toss it next to her. It will be enough and startle her into the attention. So when she is bark, uh, hell, could you bark for me? And you just, just toss that can next to her. She just look at you, just, wow, where this came from? From that time, you could say, good girl, good boy, mama bite, mama lick. It's not American society. Nobody goes to the jail. Pop, uh, doggy culture don't have a puppy psychologist on staff or, you know, puppy protection agencies. You know, mama licked and uh, be done with this. From this time, you can, if it's mailman, you can put her in the crate and uh, and bring the mailman and the mailman will give her kalbasa, whatever it is. This is the hard way. And the easy way, I uh, keep talking about that like a broken phone and sometimes get in trouble. Sometimes my f- big friend of mine, she's a publisher of uh, Fido Friendly magazine, big friend of the animal radio. And I'm writing articles for them, and I'm always talking about pet convincer. And she said me reply and just said, if something else beside that, I said, yes, there is many things beside, but it's require a lot of skills. But this one, even cavemen can do it. Everyone can do it. Just push the button, air comes out, you're going to startle your dog into the attention. One convincing blast, your behavior, bad behavior in the past. Push the button. Licking, you can use pet convincer too to stop her from licking, but also remember all that licking behavior and the excessive barking behavior, the cause of that behavior is your dog is jobless. Give your dog job to do, okay? Put the collar on leash, do something basic obedience in your house. This is Animal Radio. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Why read a newspaper in the age of the Internet? Because you take the time to think things through, like your love of animals. You want to know where your voice and donations can be most effective. Animal People is the newspaper for people who care enough about animals to give real thought to how best to help animals. Request your free sample copy at www.animalpeoplenews.org.
You love cleaning the litter box? I didn't think so. Fortunately, with world's best cat litter, problem solved. It's the only litter that uses whole kernel corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and safely eliminate nasty pet odors. And because it's made of 100% natural ingredients, world's best cat litter is pet, people, and planet friendly. We offer a money-back guarantee if you aren't completely satisfied. Find it at a store near you by visiting www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash Animal Radio. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by World's Best Cat Litter. Ready to solve those litter box problems? Switch on over to World's Best Cat Litter. It's the only litter that uses whole kernel corn to clump quick, scoop easy, and eliminate those nasty pet odors. It's guaranteed or your money back. You can find it at a store near you by visiting www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio and get your first bag free. Get a rebate. www.worldsbestcatlitter.com slash animal radio. And we'll put that link over at the animal radio website. And now we're going to switch it up. We have a call for Dr. Debbie and Cheryl. Hey, Cheryl, welcome to the show. Thank you. What's going on? My lab boxer mix, who is 14 and two-thirds, uh, 66 pounds, has what has been called muscle waste. Okay, where located? On her head. Oh, okay. In front of her ear and on the side of her face, kind of the side underneath her eye. Okay. Now, is she top, and it's three eighths of an inch deep. Mm-hmm. And is she having any other uh, symptoms? Any trouble eating? Pain? Um, other type of symptoms going on? She eats very well. Her pain. Uh, she's on Novox and uh, Tremadol. She uh, has arthritis. Mm-hmm. And that's why she's on those meds. She is tripping somewhat with her two legs. She has had surgery on her right hind area for hemangiosarcoma. Oh, okay. And you had said she was on tramadol, and I didn't catch the other medicine. What was that? Novox. Oh, Novox. Okay. And that's kind of like a, a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory is kind of what that is. Okay, so what you're describing, when, when we have a, a doggy that has kind of that sunken in appearance on the top of the head, that's um, the temporalis muscle. Um, and those are the muscles that kind of fill in the dome of the head um, along either side. Um, when we have a, a muscle loss in that area and also with muscle loss in the face, um, yes, we call that muscle wasting or muscle atrophy. And the first things that we really look at are, are problems within the head and the muscles up in that area. There can be a lot of different causes for pets that have this, and, and there's some immune problems that are basically myositis-type problems that are inflammation within the muscle that can occur. So for some dogs, um, it's a matter of kind of getting a little closer physical exam. It's really important with these doggies that I that I like to look at their eyes, test their responses to the blank reflex, test their vision, 
open their mouth, check for pain, because in some cases this muscle atrophy can progress to other problems where they will have pain upon opening their mouth um, or other types of disorders where they don't have a blink reflex and they can get dry spots on their eyes. So that's kind of where I kind of look at that in, in a little bit more in depth. Now, your baby's had some kind of wild and crazy stuff. If we are a survivor of hemangiosarcoma, that's phenomenal. And um, I guess I, I'm always suspect when I find out that a pet has some unusual symptoms and they have that kind of history, so I go looking. Um, but there, there would be some things I would probably do, um, some basic lab work. There are types of antibody tests that we might look at. Um, and in some pets, it's a matter of just deciding, you know, if it's not a big deal and we've ruled out all the other possibilities, um, kind of monitoring for other issues. Um, the challenge is you've got a baby who's at kind of the, the golden part of our lifespan. And uh, some of the different some of the different workups that we'll be looking at and doing might involve things like muscle biopsies, doing more specialized blood testing. So for me, I'm always a little skeptical. I want to look back at that physical exam and use that to help guide me and decide, you know, do we want to do these steps or is it a matter of kind of keeping her comfortable, um, keeping her on tramadol and watching for those other issues. Um, if she were... Five-year-old, ten-year-old dog. I would probably say let's do some specialized antibody tests, um, some types of blood parasite tests, and a muscle biopsy. Those would be the things I'd be looking at. But um, you know, I, I think Cheryl would just kind of have to look at things now. And I should ask: Has she been treated with any steroids in the recent months? I don't believe so. No. Okay. All right. Because there are pets that are on long-term steroids that can actually develop problems with muscle atrophy in their head. Uh, he um, so. has a thyroid tablet. Mm-hmm. She's been on that for a long time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's on a cough pill because she's been she's been coughing a lot. And mm-hmm. it, uh, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> ah. Okay. And uh, does she seem to bring up any food at any times, like uh, regurgitating, bringing up liquid or food? No. 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 Nothing like that. Okay. All right. Because with a, a thyroid problem, if we have any kind of coughing, I sometimes like to check that the throat area. They can get some esophageal problems where they can have trouble swallowing normally. Well, she has can... the flaps in the back of her throat, uh, I guess, are beginning to harden. Is that correct? Mm. Okay. My goodness, Cheryl, this child has got a lot going on there. And, well, it sounds like you're very attentive. And, um, you know, I would just make sure that uh, your veterinarian inquire to see if they have any other thoughts as to what's causing that. Because um, for me, I I hate to tell you to spend, you know, $500 worth of lab work and testing if it's a matter of that they can attribute it to something along from either her, her hemangiosarcoma um, or some other issues that she has going on there. Well, uh She's lively. (laughs) Very good. In the yard, and she runs and runs. Uh, well, wonderful. Well, hey, give that baby a pat on the head for us and um, a, a very good um, compliment to you to, to helping her through these senior years and taking care of her so well. This is Dr. Debbie. We're here waiting for your calls at one 405 8405 We have a call for Ernie Rodina, our horse expert, and Terry's on the phone. Hi, Terry. Welcome to the show. Hello. What's going on? Well, not much. I just had a question for Ernie. I just kind of wanted Sorry, to ask you him about, I'm thinking about sending my horse out to a trainer, and I, I was wanting to ask him some advice. Well, that's a great question, Terry. And uh, Terry's asking, what type of advice would I give a horse owner if they were going to send their horse to a trainer? Am I correct, Terry? That's right. I and just want to know, what do you look for? I mean, what questions should I ask? 
Well, I would, first of all, get uh, get an opinion of other some other key horse folks maybe in the area of that particular trainer. And then what I look at, my experience is you have to set... Uh, you have to set common goals with what do you want to get done with that horse of yours, or you know, with that trainer. You want to have goals set. And some of the things that you know you might want to ask is, uh, you know, how much how much time do you expect that horse to be ridden? Uh, and uh, you know, and the the main thing I find out in working with a trainer is, especially if you're sending a young horse, Terry, is you yeah. want to find out you want to find out real quick from that trainer if you're throwing your money away. Yeah, that's for sure. And so, you know, what you want, the good trainers out there, they'll tell you, they'll say, Terry, you know, this horse is a good horse, nice horse, and a good, but I wouldn't put a lot of money in training because he's not going to make it. Now, if it's just you want to get him over some issues and things like that, those are your goals, common goals you have with that trainer to get over those issues. But uh, I think the main thing is communicate with them and uh, have them be honest as well as you be honest with them. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. I just kind of want a solid foundation on my horse. I'm not looking for a specialty trainer, like I'm not expecting this horse to go on and be a rainer or cutter. I just want a good, solid foundation, and I feel like I can do a lot of the work after that, but I just want a good start. That's a great question in asking them how a good start is. I'd ask that trainer, how long is it going to take you to put a foundation on that horse? Because I've seen trainers work at different speeds, and when you're talking about different speeds, they still charge by the month. Ernie, the other thing that Terry's horse is wanting you to know, Terry, the thing that that horse is looking for in a trainer is very gentle hands and a quiet seat. It makes a lot of sense to me because that's that's what I want. I don't want a trainer that's going to treat my horse roughly because I raised this horse from a baby. And, you know, I've imprinted him and I've done a lot of groundwork with him, so I don't want to go backwards when I send him to a trainer. And following up with what Joy just said, what you want to look at, too, is to get that foundation on it, you know, and to make this horse an enjoyable horse for a lifetime, you've got to have patience and willing to put the investment in. Well, I'm willing to do that, but I don't want to throw my money away either. And I've kind of had some bad experiences in the past, so just wanted to see maybe what some key questions I could ask him to, to make sure. And you've been helpful with that, and I appreciate it. Well, thanks, Terry. And keep loving your horse. I'll do that. I can't help but do that. <laughs> thanks for thanks for your advice, and thanks, Ernie, and thank you, Joy, and uh Hope you all have a great day. Thanks for your call, Terry. One eight six six. I got to ask a question. question. Yeah, go ahead. A question I got to ask. Um, Joy said something about a quiet seat. Now that's not something. That's not a gas problem on the rider, is it? I mean, what, <laughs> what's a quiet seat? Don't tense up and don't be uh, clinching, if you know what I mean. Don't be clinching gotcha. on that saddle because okay. a horse can feel. A horse can feel if you're nervous, it will go right through the horse. If you're nervous, the horse is going to be nervous. So just let it happen and flow and relax and trust your horse. How much do you pay a horse trainer? Is it anything like a, you pay a dog trainer? Well, you know, I'd, I'd like to know that from the dog standpoint, but you can I paid pay as much as a thousand a month, but here's what you wow. find out. Sometimes you get those 500 a month 
trainers, and it's costing you more money than the thousand dollar a month. Wow. Get a good trainer, get a reputable trainer, and pay it. You 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 get what you pay for. I'm convinced horse ownership is fairly expensive, but so is owning a boat or a motorcycle and things like that. You gotta have your you gotta have your toys now. Yeah. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. That's the number to connect toll free to Doctor Debbie. Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Joey Volani, the dog father, animal communicator Joy Turner, or our horse expert, Ernie Rodina. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Cats on Deck. Cat containment, you know, is the easy part, but Cats on Deck, they provide cat lifestyle enrichment while keeping your cats safe and contained in all types of weather. They have a bunch of different styles and really easy to assemble enclosures at catsondeck.com. Don't forget that you can get a 10% discount by putting the promo code ANIMAL in the promo code box over at catsondeck.com. Hi, this is catsondeck.com, sponsoring this cat tip of the week, adopting a cat, some considerations. First and foremost, unless you're thinking about an exotic cat, we urge you to adopt from a rescue group or shelter. These cats desperately need a loving home, and reputable groups make sure they have had all their shots and are in good health. If you already have an adult cat, it's best to bring home a kitten, as it will be accepted far more readily than another adult which will most likely be viewed as an intruder. Kittens should be at least 12 weeks old before adopting and properly weaned. If the home is typically empty of people during the day, it may be worth considering getting two kittens as they will keep one another company and provide a lot of entertaining fun for the household watching them play and romp together. If you're worried about furniture or other artifacts while you're out of the house, consider an enclosure that gives them enough room for a litter box and to play, climb, and sleep. Visit CatsOnDeck.com, where cat environmental enrichment and safety is a major component of all our cat enclosures. Imagine a unique cat containment system for your home, apartment, or condo that's incredibly strong, lightweight, and easy to assemble. Cats on Deck has the answer. With their exclusive InstaClamp, you can quickly change configuration or size by connecting screened panels to each other in minutes. Cats are vertical creatures. With Cats on Deck, you can add shelves, ramps, tunnels, and even a loft. Visit CatsOnDeck.com today. Home of modular, lightweight, and strong enclosures, providing superior lifestyle enrichment and a safe outdoor environment for your cat. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Spring is in the air. <gasps> Yep, and while you're enjoying the flowers and plants in your yard that are already blooming, many varieties can actually be poisonous to your dog. The problem with dogs and plants is that dogs are pretty curious in nature. They love to sniff, smell, and taste everything, whether it's good for them or not. So depending on the type of plant, the leaves, stems, barks, roots, or fruit can actually be toxic if they're ingested. Symptoms range from rashes on the skin or mouth, irritation to the mucous membranes. They can get a painful tongue or lips, vomit, diarrhea, all the stuff, pain, cramps, abdominal sores. More serious symptoms include tremors, heart and respiratory or kidney problems, even convulsions, possibly death. Some of the things you want to look out for, uh, some common things, flower bulbs, hemlock, marijuana, seriously, if you're growing that just because you like the color or the way it flowers, whatever, be careful because it can actually kill your dog. If you suspect your dog's eaten something, um, obviously take it to the vet. And if you're not sure what the plant is, bring it in with you or take it to a nursery so you can identify it properly. Well, guess what? I will never say never. 
Habib's pet snake Johnson has found a new home. TMZ.com reports the reptile who became famous after the singer showed him off on the MTV VMA red carpet last year was recently donated to the Rad Zoo in Minnesota. A rep from the zoo says that they received the boa constrictor from the unnamed person who bought the snake when Justin put him up for auction online following the award ceremony. Johnson has only been at the facility for about a week, but I'm sure he's making friends with everybody. The zookeepers reportedly have a plan to make sure that he has a sign indicating his special connection to the Beebs. Well, the oldest animal with a skeleton has actually been discovered. It's a creature that's shaped like a little thimble that lived on the seafloor more than a half billion years ago, according to researchers. And these findings shed light on the evolution of early life on Earth. It could also help scientists recognize life elsewhere in the universe. It's uh, an animal that measured up to 0.6 inches high, had uh, 0.9 inches wide, and radiating from the top of its body were at least four needle-like spinnacles, each of them 14 point five inches long and the scientists suspect that they used it as a skeleton to support its body somewhat like the poles of a tent this animal is between 550 million and 560 million years old Life first became large enough to be seen with the naked eye in this time. The animals from the Ecadarian period are almost universally bizarre and very difficult to link with any modern animal groups. Today, they're known as punk rockers. <laughs> okay, I just made that up. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age three? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z it's toll free 1-866-405-8405 to any one of the dream team here at animal radio and coming up next hour we're going to be talking to cat cora as our season of stars continues iron shift cat cora waka 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 and I got to tell you, the, the lineup for the next few weeks, we have Kristen Chenoweth. And if you watch the brand new series on ABC Sunday nights at 9 Central, GCB is what they call it. Good Christian yeah. bitches. Is, okay. Oh, I just want to make sure we translate it. Yeah, ABC doesn't want to use that, so that's why they, they've changed that to GCB. But she is uh, she's number 49 on the 100 most sexiest women in the world. In 2006? Is this 2006? 2006. She was, she's still writing on that, huh? <laughs> hey, I, I get here what year it was. Yeah. And exactly. She's even, you, you get that. And she's not even Russian, and she's on the hottest list. No, she, she's very good. And then coming up in the next few weeks, we have Kevin Costner, Lyle Lovett, Prince Lorenzo Borghese, and Marshall Tucker Band's David Gray. Is Doug it Gray. Doug Gray? I always get D words mixed. Doug Gray will be joining us. And Judy's doing a fine job on that one. Oh, Big round you. of applause. For that. Well, we all know that we love our animals like family, and unfortunately, we often outlive them. And sometimes you have to deal with the death of an animal, which can be more upsetting than 
the death of a human. And I've told you this story before where I had a cat pass, and it was more upsetting than my Uncle Louie passing. Basically, because my Uncle Louie didn't give me that unconditional love. I really didn't like Uncle Louie very much. Well, you're not with him like you are. You see your animals every day. They're with you. And, uh, you know, they become your best friend. Mm-hmm. And people make fun of you when you when you tell them, oh, I'm upset because my cat died. People will say, like, oh, just get a new cat. What's wrong with that? Yeah. You, know? yeah. you, see, you see, guys, so for instance, Mika, every morning we get up and we, you know, take care of ourselves and uh, after we go to my van and she's driving to me and she's attending any class you know playing with the kids or helping me like distract the dogs like for instance do- we put the dogs in the seat stay down stay and make a running back and forth and people correcting the dog and things like that so it's a v- I understand and relate because I just uh, used to have her all the time yeah they're with yeah. you all the time mm-hmm we welcome back to the show Reverend Gary Kowalski, who's uh, been on before, who has a brand new book, Goodbye Friend, Healing Wisdom for Anyone Who's Ever Lost a Pet. Reverend, welcome back to the show. Thanks. It's good to be with you again. Yeah. The book obviously deals with the death of a pet. There's a part of it that tells you how to help your children cope with the loss of a pet, which can actually be pretty traumatic for these kids. Well, yeah, for most young people, the loss of a pet is the, the, the serious, uh, most serious trauma that they've encountered in their young lives. Uh, even, even in uh, the college years, as I was writing this book, a professor uh, who taught at a state university wrote to me and he said, you know, at the beginning of the year, he always asked his uh, freshmen to record what were the uh, happiest and saddest times in their lives and typically the loss of a pet was uh, the the saddest he said it was uh, it effect, seemed to affect young men more than young women and he couldn't account for that particularly hmm. that is strange should there be a funeral that uh, kind of oh, established? Yes, there yeah. should be. I, you know, uh, the, the, there needs to be a, a, a way to bring emotional closure to, to the loss and, and to begin to move from the process of of, of mourning, of, of of sadness, of grief, which is inevitable, towards uh, celebration and, and gratitude for all the years that you you had together so you know uh, having a having a ceremony of farewell is one of the things people can do to help themselves with this process and i usually encourage people to to um write something out you know as a as a clergyman i've written a lot of eulogies over the years sometimes for my own family members or people who were very near and dear and uh, it, it's difficult, but it's also cathartic. It's also healing in some way to, to put the words on paper and to express the feelings of of love and joy and, and sadness that they just all mingle together mm-hmm. at, at a time like this. And, and you need to need to get that out. What would you tell somebody who's caring for an animal that? is no longer ambulatory, can only move his head, he's elderly, he's near the end of his life, she's caring for him, it's taking a physical toll on her, but she feels if she puts him down that she's doing it because she can't take care of him and she doesn't want that. You know, it's a very difficult decision to, to know just when to euthanize an animal. Uh, I've gone through it twice myself, but often people make the mistake of of holding on 
longer than they they ought to uh-huh. you know either out of a misplaced sense of of responsibility for the animal's welfare or out of some desire that uh that the animal experience a so-called natural dying process. Well, nature can be pretty cruel sometimes. Right. Uh, but, but you know, an animal that's not ambulatory has probably lost a good deal of the quality of its of its life. Animals enjoy many of the same things we do. You know, mm-hmm. a degree of independence and self-control, that's part of what gives animals their dignity and their uh, sense of selfhood and you, it, it, like I say, it's it's hard to know when the time is right, but I I, I say rather ten minutes too early than uh, two weeks too late. You know, it's mm-hmm. one of the final gifts we can give our animals is is a relatively pain free and kind death, and let them know that we're there with them, loving them right to the very end. I totally agree. I believe somebody would uh, put me down if I uh, would be under conditions cannot live, and we were misjudging Dr. Kaworkin, but in reality he was helping the people to peacefully live this world. So I am with you on that. Mm. I had a friend who, whose animals just died, and, and they said that it died peacefully over overnight, 19 years old, and died peacefully in their sleep. And I think that is the best way for an animal to go. I certainly don't want to see my animals in any kind of pain and have to make that decision. Uh, although that's something that I probably will have to deal with well, sooner or later. Well, yeah, because unfortunately, you know, many animals die of the same things we die of. Cancer is a, a common killer for both dogs and cats. Uh, degenerative heart disease, which, you know, then leads to other kinds of organ failures, kidney failure, and, and so forth. So it's probably, it, it, it it's a blessing, but you can't expect that death is going to, Come peacefully in in the sleep, and you know we're we're we, we are the caregivers. We're the responsible moral agents, and and uh, it's it's a way of being our animal's best friend. I think to to help them through this transition. As a veterinarian, I see a lot of people after they lose a pet, their instinct is to go out and to replace that pet with one that looks yeah. like it. They may yeah, need sure. it the same. Yeah. And as far as what. What kind of tips can you give to folks to kind of combat that tendency? Well, you know, any time that somebody suffered a, a loss or a major trauma, it's, it's like your life is unbalanced. It's probably not a good time to to make any big decisions in your life when, when you're in that kind of disequilibrium. Uh, d- don't go out the next week and uh, get another pet. Don't vow to yourself that, oh, well, I'll, I'll never have another animal in my life at this point. Just let yourself absorb it. Hi, I'm Dick Van Patten. And I'm Jimmy Van Patten. We want to tell you about our new Animal Planet show called Who Let the Dogs Out? It's on Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. Check your local listings for the West Coast. It's a fun show starring Kilman, the fastest skateboarding bulldog, and Norman, the scooter dog. They travel to interesting places in search of the most talented pet in America to join our Natural Balance sports team. If you have a talented dog or a cat, send your video to WhoLetTheDogsOut.tv. That's WhoLetTheDogsOut.tv. Your pet. That could be famous. Fido Friendly is the travel and lifestyle magazine for you and your dog. 
Each issue includes hotel and destination reviews along with health and wellness topics, dog training tips, and the latest fashion trends. Pick up a copy at Borders, Barnes & Noble, Hastings, or go online to phytofriendly.com and subscribe today. Fido Friendly is the only magazine dedicated to the travel and lifestyle of man's best friend and the one magazine your dog will thank you for. This is Judy from Animal Radio. For months now, I've been telling you about the Stella and Chewy's dog food. Now I want to tell you about their cat food made with 100% raw meat. And just like all Stella and Chewy's products, these dinners are made without grains, fillers, artificial preservatives, colorings, sugar, or salt. They come in four flavors. Chick Chick Chicken, Super Beef Alicious, Charming Chicken and Beef, and Yummy Lickin' Salmon and Chicken. Visit their website at StellaandChewy's.com. That's Chewy's, C-H-E-W-Y-N. Com. This is Animal Radio. The book is called Goodbye Friend, Healing Wisdom for Anyone Who's Ever Lost a Pet. Reverend Gary Kowalski, the author, and joining us. You know, I've, I've shared several things you can do during a time of loss, you know, like writing out a eulogy and having a, a ceremony of, of farewell. But uh, there's, there's not really a to-do list when, when an animal companion dies. Uh, death isn't a problem to be solved uh, so much as... Uh, a reality and, and a mystery to be uh, accepted and embraced. So I, I think people need to give themselves a lot of time, a lot of space to let this sink in and, and let the greater forces of, of life and nature work in their healing way until they're, they're, they're ready to move forward again with uh, the process of living. What do you think about having other family pets around at the time you decide to euthanize an animal? Well, I haven't experienced that personally, but I believe many species have some incipient understanding of, of death and seem to be uh, affected by it much as, as we are. So I think that would probably be a good idea Uh to help any other animals in the family understand what this is and to allay any any fears that uh, might, uh, you know, be around the end of life. I, I can't see that it would do any harm. Mm. Yeah, and I'd have to say that with, with chronic diseases, I find that the pets already have some insight into what's going on. So they kind of sense what's coming, and I think they're a little bit more adjusted to, to the, the finality of what's going to happen. Yeah. I do find that it can be very helpful, though, when there's some traumatic event and the other pets in the home have really no sense of this what's going on. Um, it's a very sudden thing. And I've had clients where they bring their family members and their other cats and dogs along, and I think that can help quite a bit when there is kind of the more of that unexpected um, passing or euthanasia. These other animals don't think, oh, no, mom did it to him. He's going to do it to me now. You know, we don't perceive that. They really don't react that way. Um, it, it's actually almost you see their face. There's kind of like a, oh, okay, I get it. No, no, and I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't think that animals would react with fear. You know, I believe that most animals have a high degree of emotional intelligence I mean, their 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 analytic abilities, their their uh, 
neocortex may be less developed than ours in some ways, but at an emotional level, there are our peers, and in some cases, our superiors. So, if if the if the final passage is attended by love and care and and nurturance, I think they pick that up. The book is called Goodbye Friend: Healing Wisdom for Anyone Who's Ever Lost a Pet. I'd like to go ahead and give away ten copies right now to to someone who might be going through this difficult time in your life at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. This is on a, a wonderful label, the New World Library. You can get this online, Amazon dot com. I believe even Barnes and Noble has it, and we'll put all the information over at the website if you don't get through today. Reverend, thank you so much for joining us. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. We'll speak to you again soon. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Carrie Annie from Dance with the Stars. Don't forget to stay new to your animals, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Animal Radio is brought to you by Natural Balance Pet Food, the finest food you can buy for the health of your pet. No matter which line of Natural Balance Pet Food you choose, you know it will truly be the food for a lifetime. Visit www.naturalbalance.net to learn more. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Welcome, my friends. It is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. I'm Hal Abrams. Judy Francis is screening your calls. Dr. Debbie is answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with those vexing dog issues. Joey Volani, the dog father with your grooming questions. Animal communicator Joy Turner joins us by Skype uh, to connect with your animals. And Ernie Rodina, our new horse expert here, answering your horse questions. And in just a few minutes, Iron Chef Cat Cora will be joining us for the season of stars. Next week, i got to tell you, Christian Chenoweth will be joining us, of course, from the uh, ABC series GCB. Good Christian bitches. Thank now. you. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had to change the name because it is ABC and they're owned by Disney and they didn't want to, you know, kind of hard to promote a show called Good Christian Bitches. But GCB works fine. She is, uh, which character does she play? Carlene? Carlene Cockburn? And she is number 49 of FHM's magazine's 100 Sexiest Women in the World. I'll tell you, we've had a couple of sexy women this show. Cat Cora, ah, as well as... Uh, <laughs> Easy boy. Kristen I know. i got to put a bib on him. He's drooling. But for you but for you uh, gals, we have in the next few weeks, Lyle Lovett. And we... No, keep going. <laughs> come on, Kevin yeah. Costner. Come on, okay. man. <laughs> Kevin Costner will be joining Whoa. us, as well as Prince Lorenzo Borghese. There you go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. Now, I hope Lyle didn't hear that there. Now, remember, Lyle was married to Julia Roberts for some time there, so, you know, he's got something going on. Uh, let's see. We're going to line three. We ha- Is it Jody? Hi, Jody. Yes, sir. You, How you doing? Good. You wanted to talk to Vladi, the world-famous Russian yes, dog sir. wizard? Yes. Hi, Jody. Go ahead. Hi. Howdy, how you doing? I've got a four-year-old German Shepherd. Oh, my and, gosh, you made my day, because if we're in whole country, you probably will find that just a few people have experience with German Shepherds. Go I ahead. love them. Love I them. love them, too. Go ahead. Uh, but ever since I've had him, when I've got him from Germany, oh, I've got him a okay. pretty good-sized doghouse. But when it rains, it can be cold. He will not go in this doghouse. He stays out there and lays in the yard. Okay. Um, Dr. Debbie, 
um, wouldn't you mind to translate me the question? I a little bit misunderstood because the accent of the person is a little bit foreign to me. To keep the dog in the in the backyard. I got him in a uh, acre six foot chain link fence, and uh, I have fans out there for him. Uh, he's got the whole acre to roam, but he just would not get out of the rain. The okay. guy is really not from Germany. Go ahead. Okay. So, so he's concerned because the dog has a lot of room outside, but he won't come in out of the rain. Am I correct? That's correct. He won't go in his doghouse. So you want to get him into the doghouse? Yes, ma'am. I want to get him into the doghouse even when it's cold. He won't go in there. All right. You got that, Vlad? No. As far as, I guess the, the concerns would be what kind of environment do you have in the doghouse? And that's your goal. You want to get him out of the elements and get him interested into going into his doghouse. Is that right? Yes, that's ma'am. He just sits out there in the rain, huh? He just sits out there in the rain. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, tell, I, I, tell, I was going to say, ahead. tell Vlad about what the environment is in the doghouse and what's currently going on in there, I would think. Uh, well, I keep it clean. In the wintertime, I put hay in there for him to have some warm bedding. In summertime, I take that out, but the doghouse stays clean. Okay. And what he's doing when he doesn't want? He just basically, when you put him in, he barks a head off and wants to no, get I out? I do not force him in there. Uh, I do not force him in. He's, uh, it's, the doghouse is on their owning. It's on a concrete slab. I don't mm -hmm. force them to go in. You don't force him to go in. You just take, and he doesn't want on his own. Okay. Look, uh, Jody, uh, well, I, I to some degree understand uh, what you're asking me because I'm from Europe and uh, in Germany and a lot of European countries, yeah, the dogs, especially German shoppers, it's okay to be outside. I a little bit kind of got of this type of the stuff in America because I, I don't know when the last time I've seen any dog who especially, not especially, but German shopper, one of them who would be outdoor dog. However, it's okay. So, I mean, as far as uh, you have a warm house, dog house, and as far as you maybe have some company, maybe another dog, or you're spending some time through the day with the dog by giving him physical and mental stimulations, and uh, that would be fine. Well, I don't know when even to tell you how to. I mean, this is such a, such a simple dilemma. You all, you what all what you need to do start to feed your dog in that kennel. So have a wonderful food. Add some canned food. Make it delicious. Say, hi, baby, come on, let's go. Come on, we're going to go. And we're going to go in. And we're going to put maybe not very far in that kennel. We call it dog run. And put it somewhere. Make sure he eats it. Don't lock the door. Just stay with him a little bit. For the few days he finish, he will probably walk away with you. And after that, when he's eating, I would close the door and let him, you know, eat it. And when he finished, I would uh, let him uh, open the door and let him follow with me. And eventually... Eventually, you know, I will keep him in this uh, in this run, uh, even when I'm not around. So if you ask me how to get him in, yes, use some treats, uh, use the uh, dog food, and uh, this is the only place where he's going to get the food, and you will be fine. That's I, I don't see any problem could be here. Okay. okay. 
And I, you know, can I chime in for a second here, Vlad? You know, sure. outdoor dogs, outdoor dogs have a certain lifestyle. I would have to say there's a point where inclement weather is going to dictate you may need to bring this dog indoors. Exactly. So, um, outdoor dogs do have a life that they can adjust and acclimate, but you always kind of ca- got to keep the humane, um, thought out there that sometimes it's just not appropriate to leave the dogs outside if there's bad weather, um, too cold, um, get them indoors. The smell of okay. wet dog, I'll tell you, I, I don't like that, especially wet German Shepherd. Doesn't, doesn't yeah, it's like well. a ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a ship, yeah. But thank you for calling, Gus. Good luck with that, Jody. We appreciate your call. Uh-huh. Thanks for listening. We we appreciate that. one 405 8405 to connect with our dream team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Joey Volani, our dog father. Animal communicator Joy Turner and Ernie Rodina, our horse expert. For you, right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. The toll-free numbers are 1-866-405-8405. That gets you in touch with Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Joey Volani, the dog father and our groomer. Animal communicator Joey Turner and Ernie Rodina. I'm Hal Abrams, and Judy Francis is screening your calls right now. Stacy Cohn working in the newsroom. What's going on? What was that country song? Dead skunk in the middle of the road, stinking the highway. <laughs> All right, so you, uh, how about that dead skunk on your feet? Have you ever thought about that? Shoes made from a dead animal? Mmm, I'll tell you all about it. They cost a lot of money, too. Coming up on Animal Radio News. I can't wait for that. Uh, Also, our season of the stars continues with Cat Cora today. And uh, next week, Christian Chenoweth from the ABC series GCB. Some very beautiful, beautiful woman. Lyle Lovett and Kevin Costner and Prince Lorenzo Borghese coming up in the next few weeks. And, of course, it's uh, it's April Fool's weekend, and uh, next weekend is, of course, Easter. And Already? I know, Yeah, I know. Hard to believe. This is a big time of year for you, Doc, isn't it? You know, it is. It really, there's, there's so many different things that are around on Easter time that are just very attractive to our pets, and they get into troubles. It's, so it is a big time for animal ER visits and really kind of thinking ahead for them. Chocolate. There's a lot of little chocolate bunnies out there, and they probably get into the chocolate, so you probably have to deal with that. Yeah, so we, we see a lot of chocolate. Ingestion and the question is, you know, first thing I have to say is I don't encourage anybody to give chocolate to their pets because it gives them the taste for it. Then when a holiday like this comes along and they may have the opportunity to eat a lot of it, that's when we really get into the trouble. So yeah, the darker chocolates are more serious um, and they can definitely cause problems with the belly, causing vomiting, diarrhea, tremors, seizures, and technically you can even see death. Um, that takes a lot of chocolate, but we can get some really sick dogs from even some relatively low doses of chocolate. Mikolaxin. The white chocolate, is it still okay or is it still bad? White chocolate is the least toxic on the list. And it's also my favorite, by the way. And I have a con- I have a confession. Every day I have a little white chocolate. And it's my way of trying to stay away from that candy machine at work. I have one little bite of white chocolate and it's my little, uh, you know, my treat. But so, yes, no, white chocolate won't likely kill her unless you were to get lots and lots and lots of it. But, um, you know, the, the bottom line is we don't want our pets to get into chocolate or even any of the other candies at this time in the year because 
because there's so many different things. We can see the Easter grass, all the little plastic eggs that have candies in them. Big dogs, Labradors, they're going to go after those, ingest anything in their way. And that might include the plastics, the grass for cats, that little Easter grass. They love to chew on it. It makes sounds. It's very reflective. They will eat it, and it will get caught in their intestinal tract, causing an obstruction, believe it or not. And this is a very common emergency around this time of the year where cats will need emergency surgery. Do bunnies ever eat chocolate bunnies? <laughs> no, rabbits are not going to go for chocolate bunnies. Yeah. So, what about alcohol? 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 Yeah. Well, alcohol. Uh, are you asking if you should give it to your animals, Vlad, or are you saying no, this I just, is a problem? <laughs> not an Easter thing, Vlad. It's an Easter thing for us. Oh, is it Easter yeah. thing for Vlad? Yeah. Every day perhaps, is an alcohol day. Perhaps, but, but you know all the other goodies that we're enjoying. You know, ham, um, meats with bones. You want to keep those away from your pets. Those kind of things are going to upset their stomach. Um, bones are going to cause obstructions and damage in the GI tract, and you know can even lead to problems like pancreatitis. So you want to keep those away. And don't go out and buy bunnies. Yeah, that's what I hear. You know, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get my girlfriend. Chickens. I'm going to get her a little chicken or a little yeah. bunny. Oh my gosh, yes. And you know, there's so many people that think it's the it's the thing to do at this holiday. You run out and buy your kid. A little fuzzy yellow chick or you buy them a baby bunny and they're going to ha- somehow enjoy the holiday better and that's just just fooey well you know they're um, not so even yellow anymore now they're pink and purple chicks yes they dye them that way so you know the thing is don't do this if those little chicks grow up and i've had clients come in and say do you want my rooster no, that's what happens. Chicks grow up into either chickens or roosters that will crow and wake you up in the, the wee hours of the morning. So unless you have the ability to keep poultry outdoors, you really don't get these for your little kids. And, and rabbits, they are a lifetime commitment. Um, they're not a simple, easy pet that you know you can just put in a cage and leave alone. They need a lot of exercise, special oh, yeah. diet needs. I believe, or strongly believe, rabbits has no business to be the family pet. They need to be or in the wood or in the stump. Oh, stop no. it, Vlad. Rabbits, rabbits are great little pets. Taking care of business. It's Animal Radio. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Just a few minutes. The season of stars continues with Iron Chef Cat Cora. <laughs> Down boy. I don't I, I don't love, think I love Cat Cora. Yeah, yeah but I don't think Hal's her type, if you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't keep me from thinking she's a beautiful lady. And she you know, a lady that cooks like that <laughs> that can take a man like that in the kitchen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, down boy. Here, wipe that drool. And next week we have Kristen Chenoweth on, and she's uh, she's in that new show on. Is that NBC? It's ABC. ABC. Sorry about that. And it's called GCB. GCB. What was the original name of that? <laughs> Good Christian bitches. They had to actually change the name. I, yeah. I just watched that. You know what? It's very entertaining. It is. It's a good show. She's yes, on. She's on her. Uh, she's on her way up. I have a feeling. And of, well, of course, Animal Radio. <laughs> this is because Animal Radio. Her, yeah. She's definitely on her way up. There's no more up after this. Let's uh, let's take a call for is this this is for Vladi? We have Zach on the phone. Hey, Zach, welcome to the show. Hi, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Good. What's going on? Hi, uh, Zach. I have a two-year-old Vizsla, uh Golden Retriever mix that I adopted. I actually uh, found on Craigslist, and it doesn't sound good from the beginning. But go ahead. 
<laughs> well, no, he's actually a great dog. I would. I, he, he, I live in an apartment. He doesn't bark. He's a great dog. The only thing that I'm having issues with is him around other dogs. Uh, mm-hmm. I live in Santa Monica, and I take him on walks. And every time there's another dog approaching, he gets he gets his low. And if even if they're across the street, he starts to bark and twist his head, and he gets really excited. And I want to socialize him. I want okay. him to break that habit. Okay, Zach. Let's do this. I'm going. I'm going. I'm giving you a straight answer. You're going to give me one sound bite. Number one. Do you know, or did you know, or do you know anything about that back history? If if somebody told you that dog was uh, bitten by another dog or bit another dog, something like that. No. Okay. Second. Did you have chance to let that dog run loose with another dog? At least I one. Have. Your neighbor. Mm-hmm. You haven't. I have. I have not yet. I've had him run loose at the beach where there's other dogs down a bit. Okay, okay. Never... And was it fine? Yeah, was it he fine? was fine. He was fine. Cool, cool. That's it. Zach, I'm like a KGB agent. I'm have a, I, I, I can see, I have a, like a crystal, crystal ball. I can, I talk to the people thousands times okay. on the air from my professional career in five countries around the world, all what I need. You gave me great piece of information already. Number one, two great um, breeds. Visla, famous for being, uh, Golden Lab, famous for being Democrat. They loves everyone, thinks everyone is a good guy. Visla is more independent. Visla is the one which is more um, kind of uh, independent and sometimes insecure. So this combination can produce the behavior you t- you're telling me about. Number two, okay. I ask you, did you have a chance to play? You said yes. And after that, uh, you told me this, what the problem is. And here is the diagnosis. Your dog just has a leash aggression produced by freedom frustration. So here's what you need to do. Visit the animalradio.com on YouTube uh, or video animalradio.com or go on YouTube and type Russian dog wizard and see the videos. I showed how to train one Akita to walk properly on the leash. Here is what you need to do. In theory, you have to make sure your dog worry about you much more than worry about anything else. Once your dog worry about you, your dog going to ignore in other dogs. It's called competing of stimuluses. Like we humans cannot equally worry about two things at the same time, the dog cannot do it too. So once you focus your dog on you, your dog will be unfocused on another dog. Once the dog is unfocused on another dog, your dog will use to them, passing them by, and eventually like them. Do not do sit stay when you're passing another dog. That's you just bringing attention to this. You don't want to do that. If your dog is trained properly and watch that video, the dog turns to sniff another dog, snap the leash, use the pinch collar. I would do it. That's the only collar I will pick for this situation. Snap the collar, Say, let's go and keep going. If a dog keep doing again, simultaneously, double punch, synchronize approach, snap the leash and use device by name pet convincer together. Say, ah, snap, push, boom, startle and pass it by. When you see another dog, if you've done first things right, second dog, your dog going to just pass it by without any problems. That way, you're going to give her a lot of positive reinforcement. Say, good girl, give her treats. Okay. And remember, there never will be the time for you, good time, when you can stop by and say hi and kiss and hug and other dogs 
I never do it with my dog because it's not right. Dogs are undelicious, very unpredictable. We professionals never do that. On the beaches, on the dog park, that's fine. Not greeting. It's like if I have a child, I not allow my child run across the street and kiss every dog across the street because they feel vulnerable. It can be, they can be very bad situation happen. In your situation, the worst thing what you want to do to allow another dog beat you from that time, your dog will think, okay, or even scare you. The never dog can bite me, let me bite them first, and that's going to be the big problem for you. Thank right. you, my friend. Wait, I have one I, I question. See, go, go, go. go how, how about introducing him at the dog park to other dogs? Uh, I'm Wonderful. Make sure when approaching, allow another dog sniff your dog's butt first. When the dog's sniffing the butts, they're like Googling for information. Avoid face by face. Another dog jump to your dog. Pull your dog slightly forward so another dog would sniff another dog butt, but your dog must sniff another dog's butt first. This is the key. And second key, just two seconds. They sniff each other. Once they stop sniffing, mom and say, okay, we got to go. And we keep okay. going. And after that, they can say hi in five minutes and be playing. It's just first introduction. I would do it on the leash first, and after I would use on the long line, like a 30-foot or 20-foot, and if you'll be fine, you'll be fine since. Thank you for calling us. Uh, we actually do that when we get in the studio every every weekend. We all sniff each other's butt. It's, it's sort of an <laughs> well, I, got a, I got a question on that. Why does his dog have to sniff the other dog's butt first? What, what What's the reasoning? Uh, because the dogs like Americans. If, you know, if I approach to you... And I extend my hand and I ask, uh, you know, who do you think will more dominate? Okay, I, I will rephrase it. Two people approaching to each other, okay? And who will extend the hand first? More dominant or more submissive? Tell me, tell me. Uh, more dominant. dominant. To you, Joe. Yeah, t- tell me, please. Who is more dominant? Who is more dominant? The one, I mean, I'm telling you. The one who puts his hand out first. Who? More dominant or the, submissive? More dominant. Okay, so that's what the dogs do too. Okay, for them, nose, it's, 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 a, it's a human hand. Okay, so what the dominant dog do first, he want to sniff another dog's butt to get information about that dog. And the dog who is very insecure sometimes, or the dog who is think he's more aggressive, doesn't like it. So that's the becoming problem. Okay. Is that why you always sniff my butt first? I was going to say, I'm going to become, I would be very submissive, I think, if I was a dog. <laughs> I roll over and pee. It's the same thing with the humans. You know, how many times you see people approaching by, 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 uh, to another dogs and, and giving them hand to sniff. I know where the people got this idea. I cannot tell you how my clients had the situation where the dogs bit them by the hands. No people. Kneel down. You know, I mean, I, I exaggerated, but you know, you just kneel down and stay a little bit sideways. Let the dog sniff your dog butt, and after that, you will be fine. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. It's toll free to get this kind of advice. Animal Radio is brought to you by. New from Bayer Animal Health. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours. Canine Advantage 2 for dogs only repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. Both products are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and Canine Advantage 2 are registered trademarks of Bayer. Provide your pet protection from biting pests with an easy once-a-month application. Advantage 2 quickly kills fleas within 12 hours on cats and dogs. Canine Advantix 2, for dogs only, repels and kills ticks, fleas, mosquitoes, repels biting flies, and kills lice. 
Advantage 2 and K9 Advantix 2 are waterproof and kill all flea life stages. Advantage 2 and K9 Advantix 2 are available at your veterinarian or favorite pet specialty retailer and are registered trademarks of Bayer. What dog food is specifically designed to reduce the risk of cancer, settle digestive upsets, reduce scratching and shedding? Canine caviar. What dog food reduces red tear stains and hot spots? Canine caviar. What dog food has probiotics that reduce the chance of soft stools and have a higher calorie count for better nutrient absorption? Canine caviar. So what are you feeding your dog? If you didn't answer Canine Caviar, visit CanineCaviar.com today and get your pet started on a longer, healthier life. Kempton Hotels, the very first hotel company to welcome pets, goes beyond just allowing them to stay. Their Kempton Pets program includes pet-friendly perks like plush beds, bowls, treats, with services such as dog walking and pet sitting. Kempton has no restrictions for size, weight, or type of animal, and charges zero fees or deposits for pets to stay. So when you travel with your pet to New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, or other major U.S. cities, stay at Kempton Hotels. Find us on Facebook or KemptonHotels.com. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets. It is toll-free, 1-866-405-8405, to connect with our dream team. To my left, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. The dog father, Joey Volani. Animal communicator, Joy Turner. And Ernie Rodina, all here at your beck and call. And, of course, Stacy Cohn working hard in the newsroom. Don't you love it? Spring is in the air and oh, yeah. everything's blooming and flowering. This is one of my favorite times of the year. I just love walking around outside, but huh? it can be a deadly time of year for your dog. I'll tell you about it coming up on Animal Radio News. And what are you talking about, Joey? Sort of the same thing, huh? Yeah, see that? Couldn't, you know, whatever they say about, about minds, um, think alike. But anyway, Great minds. It's a good thing. Great minds. Yeah, I had to think there. Thank you. I'm going to talk about the, um, spring and the fashions of spring, okay? And what your dog should be wearing right now. Because if they're not, they're going to get laughed at. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't want that. No. Yeah. yeah. Always looking at the dog's owners who are, and that's, <laughs> and they're dressed more, in, more impactment than dogs. So. I'm just thinking about what Vinnie Penn said about, the people that get their their dogs' haircuts to look like their haircuts, mm-hmm. they try to look like their. Do you ever have anybody come into the grooming salon there and say, "Hey, can you can you make the dog's hair look like my hair?" Wow, <laughs> that's amazing. No, but you. I, but I'll be very honest with you. Usually, without having to say that, they'll describe to you what they want, <laughs> and it's the same thing. And it's usually the old bar lady with with the bleach blonde hair, with that has the Maltese with with you know with the broken coat, just like her hair, and you're looking at the dog, looking at her, looking at the dog, and saying, "Okay, they're twins." <laughs> that's another breed I love. I love Maltese, even though it's considering ladies' dog. It's a wonderful pet for men, for women, for human, for kids, whatever. The season of stars also continues today. We have Cat Cora, Iron Chef Cat Cora. <laughs> she is one hottie, and in the kitchen, she's amazing. You have to put a bib on you. Yeah, but, but you know, as you mentioned before, she probably... She no. doesn't go for boys. No. She, didn't she just actually have a child with another gal? Well, they were both, her and her partner, both had babies. Hmm. At the same time. They are both pregnant at the same time, so they both had babies. Really? That's weird. That'd yeah. be tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate to be in that household at that time. Well, we'll have to From ask girls? her about that. Yeah, I don't know. From girls? I yeah, girls. 
Haven't you ever seen uh, Iron Chef on, uh, what is it, uh, the Food Network? Food mm-hmm. Network. It's my, mm-hmm. it's my wife's favorite program. Hey, listen, Kimpton's Paparazzi Pet Photo Contest is back. Now, we did this last year. It was a lot of fun. And we're doing it again this year. And if you think your pet's cute, and of course you probably think you have the cutest pet. I do, I do. You want to enter them in Kimpton Hotel's Paparazzi Pet Photo Contest, and they'll win the ultimate hospitality weekend with airfare for two on JetBlue and a three-night stay at your choice of Kimpton Hotels. It's the pet-friendliest hotels in the country. They're all over. Like San Francisco and New York and Los Angeles, Chicago in Dallas. you got to enter before May 31st at KimptonPets.com. we put the link over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Hey, Rick, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. What kind of critter do you have? Uh, she's a black lab. She's almost, she'll be five in July. And... Awesome. All right. I'm a black lab lover myself. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> um, we've got a little problem with her old, being overweight. Okay. She's, a, she's about 90 pounds. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But she rides. She's been riding with me in the truck over the road since she was six weeks old. And I okay. try to exercise her every day, throwing the tennis ball like five or six times a day. We do that. And okay. I mean, I mean, she runs and runs and runs, and she just keeps on putting the weight on. Okay. All righty. Well, I mean, so at the other times of the day, then she's riding with you and just kind of sedentary, kind of chilling. Right. Okay. So the big thing I would have to say is being a Labrador, um, uh, now I always talk body condition, so numbers to me don't always ring as true, um, but if she's a 90 pound and you can say as her father, you could say, yeah, she's heavy, <laughs> then, then I trust that um, because the body condition is by far more meaningful than any number on the scale. So if you put your hands on her chest and you feel like some... Uh, fatty resistance before you can actually feel ribs, you know, then we, then we're talking that, yeah, we're carrying extra weight there. And if we don't have a nice little, uh, inward turning hip when you look at the top view of your dog or the side view, um, then yeah, then we're probably in the overweight category there. So yeah. the big challenges for you would be, um, you know, limiting, uh, your calories. And then increasing your exercise. So I like the idea that you have tried uh, doing uh, retrieving and playing ball because that is a great way to help expend energy. Um, so we want to remember that for the same kind of formulas for us, about 30 minutes to 60 minutes of continual exercise. So ball playing may not be able to <laughs> fill up that whole time, but leash walking um, and other types of physical activity, swimming would be wonderful. Um, those kind of things. Swim. Yeah, and you know what? That's such it, it exhausts them. It really burns up the calories very wonderfully. So uh, swimming and retrieving for me would be some of the big ways to kind of help burn down her energy level, um, kind of tire her out, and then maybe also supplement that with a little bit of walking, leash walking along the way. Um, but calorie wise, we really got to watch what you're putting in the in the the doggy's gullet. Um, so if if we need to get on a serious weight loss program, then I like to go into some of the therapeutic uh, weight loss diets. Well, um, I, I switched her over to a, a, a healthy weight Purina, the, um, mm-hmm. the more expensive stuff. And yeah. I only give her a half, uh, one cup in the morning and one cup about four in the afternoon, five in the afternoon. 
Okay. Now, I'm going to caution you because with some of the, you know, there's some great foods out there on the market that are marketed as a weight loss diet. The problem that I have is that for real true weight loss, we really ought to have um, your veterinarian involved in kind of supervising that. The problem becomes when we take weight loss foods that are sold on the general market and we restrict the volume for our pets. We can actually cause problems. Um, by decreasing the amount you feed, you can limit not only the calories she's taken in, but also the nutrients. So we don't want her to be um, nutrient deficient. And we also don't want her to end up feeling hungry and unsatisfied. So uh, I would certainly uh, check with some of the different local vets in your areas what kind of prescription weight loss foods they have. There's different ones by Purina, Science Diet, Royal Canaan, Iams, there's oodles out there, but really to get on one that is that is made for weight loss. And the idea is those foods have higher fiber, they may be supplemented with carnitine to help burn fat, um, and those are going to be my best recommendations for diet. And we really look for maybe only 1% to 2% body weight loss per week. So we're going for gradual, we don't want to make her hungry and make her frustrated in any way. Um, the other thing you might look into, um, and for any retriever especially, I'm always suspect with this if we're talking weight issues, is to have her thyroid level screen. Um, it is a common cause of weight gain in many breeds, um, but also um, especially in these Labradors um, where we can just kind of not maybe eat a lot, but just kind of pack those pounds on over time. Um, and I would certainly personally wish for a thyroid problem to, to lose weight uh, if we could all take a magical pill. But, uh, you know, if that is a problem, I would hate for you to miss that and uh, not have that evaluated. I had her spaded. It seemed like she put on a lot of weight on, on right after that. Well, what we have to remember is basically when we're spaying a dog, we're changing their metabolism. So it can lead to weight gain if we don't change our feeding habits. Uh, so I definitely recommend uh, pretty much the day a pet is leaving my office getting spayed, we have that talk about metabolism. And any lady that's gone through menopause uh, or ended up with a hysterectomy will attest that it is hard to keep the weight off afterwards. And we can run into that with our dog. So don't continue to feed her like you did when she was, um, you know, young juvenile. We really just have to limit the calories and, and make sure that we keep her activity level up and uh, you know keep that in mind. So it's not a reason not to spay, just to know that it can happen and we just need to kind of get ahead of things before uh, you know they pack that weight on. Uh, another question I have, she expects to treat every time that she goes to the bathroom. That's my fault because I've Every time, whoa, every time she goes to the bathroom? <laughs> you said every time she goes to the bathroom, right? Every time that I get out of the truck and I come back oh, in, okay. and, you know, I give her a, a biscuit. Now, I used to give her the medium-sized biscuits. I cut her down to the puppy ones. Okay, well, here we go to the nitty-gritty. Now the truth comes out, Rick. Now I know what the problem is. Definitely. She's being overtreated. Definitely. So uh, I guess that's the first and foremost thing. You're doing exactly what my mother did. Every time the doggy went outside, even if it wasn't, he didn't do anything, he would fake it to get a cookie. Um, so... Uh, <laughs> We called them cookie runs in our house because my dog was so smart. He'd run out, come back in, get a cookie. And I'm like, Mommy didn't do anything. And she'd be like, he tried. <laughs> so, so yeah. So, um, indefinitely, I would say we want to go to a high-fiber uh, biscuit. So, puppy, if you're talking small, that's great. Um, but if you're talking made for puppies, yeah, those are probably higher calories, and we don't need to go there. We can try substituting other things. So, you can try uh, those little fresh baby carrots. That's a great 
great little treat. Um, you know, you can look at her daily food amount, the what you're feeding her, and take one kibble out. And remember that you can't add more in for the day. Measure out her feeding amount. And if you're giving her a piece of goodie every time she goes outside, she may not have anything to, left over to eat at the end of the day. So you may want to rethink your reward system for. Like, uh, how how about doing. just like a good girl, good girl? Yeah, you sound like you sound like Vlade <laughs> doing. <laughs> She'll look at me and look at the treat box. This is where, Rick, it takes tough love, and I can tell you, I got those big brown eyes from my Labradors, too. Well, you nipped this in the bud. You got some great tips there, some great ideas. Unfortunately, we are out of time, Rick. But thanks for your call. Yeah, I don't know if any of you caught this in the news. A man who said he had a business that would care for pets when the owners abandoned them in the rapture or the second coming or the end of the world. He's admitted that the service never existed and that it was a hoax. Did yeah. he collect money? Yeah, well, he did collect money, 110 bucks a person. Bart Center uh, described the service called Eternal Earthbound Pets, and he says the entire thing was a hoax. Uh, he says he was so concerned that people would actually pay him for the service that he eventually disabled the payment button from his website. Until he made it, but how much did he make in the meantime? Well, he has to give it all back. You know, he says, given the intellectual capacity of believers, this would be a gold mine, and that's why he put it all together. That's the perfect scam. It is the perfect scam. Oh, it's, it's the perfect scam, because if the world ends, nobody knows if you're taking care of the dogs, and if the world don't end, you never had to take care of them to begin with. <laughs> and this portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Day. It's a unique program for guests and their four-legged friends available at Flamingos, Bally's, and Harrah's Resorts in Las Vegas. A Pets Day... As I've told you before, includes the food and the water dish, the sleeping mat, the dog treats, and a specialty room service menu for your dogs. You can find out more at Caesars.com slash Vegas. And tonight in Las Vegas, Brian Callen. Am I pronouncing his name right, I think Judith? So. Yes. Brian Callen, you've seen him in Mad TV or Sex in the City. He yes. was remember the gals all talking about the guy who had Jackrabbit sex? <laughs> this was the guy. Uh, he, oh, that's okay. Yeah, that's you know him now. You can put yeah. his face to it. He's a great comic. He's playing tonight at Empire Comedy at the Paris Las Vegas. Tickets start at thirty nine ninety nine. Bring your dog. No, not to the show. Not to the show. You can't bring no. him to the show. But you can bring him to Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Harris, Flamingos, Bally's, Rio, and Imperial Palace Resorts in Las Vegas. Tell him that Animal Radio sent you. Concierge desk. This is Amanda. Yes, I can recommend a great place for a walk. Imperial Palace and Rio in Las Vegas are rolling out four-star treatment for our four-legged friends. Our new pet stay program includes in-room accommodations for up to two dogs, food and water dishes, sleeping mat, dog treats, specialty room service menus, and more. The dog days are here. Book your stay at Caesars.com slash Vegas or call 800-427-7247. Hi, this is Elaine Boozler on Animal Radio. Stay in to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> this is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Now there's a healthy and natural solution to prevent oral disease in your pet with no brushing required. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, we all know there is no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. 
but Toto won't be able to call Kansas home as a Sunflower State's official state dog. A state house committee has decided not to hear legislation that would have named the Karen Terrier the state's official canine breed. The proposal was introduced based on the idea of school kids who in the past have helped name other official state animals, including the bird and the reptile. The most famous Karen Terrier was named Toto, and he belonged to a girl named Dorothy who visited the Wizard of Oz to return home to Kansas. HBO has canceled production of its series Luck after an injured horse had to be euthanized on the set a few weeks ago. This was the third horse death connected with the series. HBO issued a statement calling safety of paramount concern. The network added, while we maintain the highest safety standards possible, accidents unfortunately happen and it's impossible to guarantee that they won't in the future. Accordingly, we've reached this difficult decision. Centered around the world of thoroughbred racing, Luck starred Dustin Hoffman and Nick Nolte. A horse died on the set in 2010, another one last year. This last horse death prompted calls from animal rights groups who demanded HBO stop production of the show. The network canceled the series. From mile-high stilettos to heels covered in diamonds, designers always going to extremes to make a more chic-looking shoe. And us women will squeeze our toes right in them if we can. But a German artist, Iris Schieferstein, is using a much different approach when crafting hers. Little Iris is using dead animals. According to the Virtual Shoe Museum, the artist has been using raw material, also known as dead animals, in her art pieces for years. Not shockingly, the shoes have garnered the attention of celebs like Lady Gaga, and according to the Daily Mail, they can cost close to $6,000. Oh, people, for a pair of shoes, come on! Especially with dead animals. Daily Mail claims the process of creating the shoes, and I wonder what they smell like when you sweat. Um... (laughs) includes this process stripping out any remaining meat and bones from the animal's feet and the skin is sent to a tanner to be treated for preservation before she crafts them into stilettos. You know what? She could just give like my dogs. They could eat them off for her and clean them up. The bones would be spick and span. One of her more controversial pieces is a pair of sandals that have been made with stuffed doves. She joins the fragments together to new creatures and thus gives a new face to death, says the Virtual Shoe Museum, which houses information on her and other designers' collections. And I bet you can't get them at Target. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Pets Life Oral Care. Our pets can show signs of oral disease by age three. Pets Life is the healthy and natural solution with no brushing required. Visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z.com. Did you know that 80% of dogs show signs of oral disease by age three? And the cost to fix these issues can be up to $1,000. Now there's a healthy, natural, and affordable solution. And no brushing is required. Pets Life Oral Care breaks down the plaque and tartar that leads to gum disease and bad breath. To avoid those large vet bills and keep your pet healthy, call 888-453-4682. That's 888-453-4682. Or visit PetsLife.com. That's Pets with a Z. Hi, I'm Ed Asher, and you're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. <laughs> you're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Animal Radio. Grab your pets, bring them around the radio. We have all our pets here. Miko's in studio. 
At? That's not to you. Oh, uh, that's for Mika? To the Mika. Down. Stay. Good girl. Mama bite, mama lick. It's all over. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Stella and Chewy's Natural. I, I just love the name of that food. I know. It's good food, too. It's natural goodness. It's made with raw USDA-inspected meat. It's raised naturally. It has no added hormones, no antibiotics, no grain, no fillers, no preservatives. Just good stuff for both your dog and your cat. And we'd love to send you a sample of it. All you have to do is send us a self-addressed stamped envelope. The address over at AnimalRadio.com, along with a bunch of other good stuff. So check that website out. Send us that self-addressed stamped envelope tell us if you want cat food or dog food and we'll send you a sample back but i guarantee your dog or cat's going to be hooked after this i believe we have cat cora is she there hey cat hi how are you good very good where are we calling you today i am calling in from santa barbara where i'm my home that's always a beautiful place it is and it's absolutely gorgeous today so well, now, you're always in the news, besides being my favorite Iron Chef. And yeah, thank you. <laughs> i got to tell you, the hottest-looking Iron Chef. Oh, I really appreciate that. I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope so. He's such a big fan. Out of the boys. <laughs> I was surprised to, to find out uh, that you were coming on the show. I was like, what, does she, what, is, what is she doing that's animal-related? I mean, well, besides yeah. the name. Well, uh, yeah, the name. And then, you know, I, what I've done is I've uh, joined um, the Humane Society of the United States, um, HSUS, and uh, for Project Seals campaign, which is about the Canadian, it revolves around the Canadian seal hunt that's done uh, annually in Canada. And um, it's really about, uh, you know, the, the, you know, baby seals that are, that are born every year. And, you know, really it was, how I got involved was, um, you know, it was brought to my attention uh, through some of my, my friends and uh, some of the celebrity friends involved as well, and obviously through um, the Humane Society of the U.S. about, um, uh, you know, Canada's commercial seal hunt, you know, and it's really, uh, you know, I just knew that I couldn't sit back and really wanted to get involved, um, especially because it really affects, um, you know, some of the, what we buy and uh, from Canada. And I love Canada, by the way. This is not about uh, Canada as a whole, but this is just about this this particular industry, um, you know, and, uh, and the seal hunt that goes on every year. I didn't think that this still went on. I thought this was kind of uh, mm-hmm. archaic, that still beating seals over the head right. with a bat. And what Babies, are they? Babies, yeah. yeah. baby seals. What are they? I mean, does that, it's not hard to believe that we still do that. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what are it they being hard. used for? Well, they're being used for, obviously, for their, for their skins, for their, you know, the, the fats, for the oils, for the meats, for, you know, various different things that they use, um, use these baby seals for. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think it's, it, it really is, um, unbelievable that in this day and age we still are, you know, um, clubbing or shooting, you know, uh, seal pups. Um, off, you know, Canada's east coast. I mean, that's still going on, and um, you know, it's just really, you know, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I'm uh, as far as uh, you know, we we have to protect, uh, you know, um, those species that, that can't really protect themselves. So I think that we have, you know, we kind of have a responsibility, and as you know, a chef also. Um, and having my signature restaurant, it gives me uh, the ability to have control over the ingredients that I bring in, and so you know, that uh, as a whole, if we can, if we can all kind of you know, take that stand, um, some of these practices will go away. And, um, you know, obviously these, you know, the fishermen that are that are forced to do this um, and the, the industries that are forced to do this, because, you know, some of the fishermen are forced to do that. That's, you mm-hmm. know, by, uh, you know, if, if they 
decide they're not going to do it, then they have no job, they have no living, they have no money. So, um, you know, it just really comes down to finding alternatives for them and for for their families. What can we do to stop this hunt? You know, I mean, one of the things is, uh, you know, come on, uh, go on to the website. Uh, you know, you can go to www.hsus.org slash protect seals and go on and again join the boycott and uh that's what we're doing you know we're really um there's a lot of uh, really great people that have stepped up um lent their name to this a lot of restaurants across the country a lot of chefs um so you know i'm just one of one of many many people that are really um hoping to uh make this extinct this practice extinct and so by you know your your listeners out there can just go to the website you know, join the boycott, join the fight against it, and, um, you know, and it's getting closer. It's getting closer. Uh, a lot of progress has been made this year. We are with Kat Cora. She is, of course, Iron Chef and Executive Chef for Bon Appetit Magazine. Do you have any pets at home? I do. We uh, actually rescue. We're big believers of uh, rescuing pets, um, and we have a little chihuahua that uh-huh. we rescued. And we also actually had a we had our, our, our large girl, uh, you know, that uh, she was 15 years old, our large dog that we actually rescued many years ago and um and so we are real big believers in, in supporting the humane societies across america and uh and everybody adopt a pet <laughs> that's mm-hmm. you know there's a lot that need homes and so we have a little chihuahua named harlow little lap dog uh she thinks she's a fierce uh guard dog <laughs> uh which is good sometimes too <laughs> but uh yeah so we do i mean we really believe in uh supporting the humane societies when you cook in your uh in your everyday life now what do you do that may affect the animals? Are you a vegan cook? I mean, when I see you on Iron Chef, you're cooking all kinds of food. Right. Well, no, I mean, I'm not a vegan by practice, and I'm not a vegetarian. I mean, I I eat almost everything. But, um, you know, I definitely can cook vegan very well. I mean, I've had a lot of, you know, a lot of experience in that, a lot of experience in cooking vegetarian cuisine. And a lot of chefs these days have to really know that, that cuisine as well um, and, and all the ins and outs of it. Um, so I definitely um, did, and actually uh, Sundance Film Festival this year, I did a whole vegan menu that was absolutely fantastic for um, a, a big dinner for the um, Humane Society of the United States and, and all of the uh, the celebrities that were there at Sundance and a lot of the great folks that were there out there supporting uh, just the films and, and, the, and the causes. But, you know, I definitely um, am, you know, very, very uh, aware of um, overfishing, uh, cage-free, you know, practice, you know, all of those ingredients, you know, um, you know, I try to be very eco-friendly when I'm choosing ingredients. Um, so I'm very, very up and aware on the latest news and the latest um, on what's going on with, you know, the fishing industries, the farming industries, the ranching in- industry. So it's important to stay on top of that and um, and obviously support the good cause um, because we there's plenty of you know there's plenty of uh, other options. Um, we don't have to. For instance, you know, Chilean sea bass. I mean, you know, is over super overfished. I mean, you know, we there's there's many other options versus that. You know, um, uh, beluga caviar. You know, and and sturgeon. I mean, there's many many other options. We've got great domestic caviars these days. So those are just a few of the options. I mean, a few of the you know examples of you know, just really really being um, you know proactive and really being uh, supportive of these industries. Cat, we we know you're pressed for time here we thank you so much for joining us today we're going to link to uh to the hsus and to the petition that you talked about a little earlier and hopefully we can put it into this great thank you guys so much for having me on keep watching 
You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Attention, diabetics covered by Medicare. Call now and you can be one of the first customers to receive a new pain-free talking meter at little or no cost to you. 800-917-2411. 800-917-2411. These new meters are more accurate, easier to use, and are pain-free so you don't have to prick your fingers anymore. Even better, if you're one of the first 100 callers that qualifies, you'll receive a free Betty Crocker Living with Diabetes cookbook. 800-917-2411. 800-917-2411. That's right. If you're a diabetic and you have Medicare, you may qualify to receive a new talking meter and a free Betty Crocker cookbook with your first order. But hurry, supplies are limited, so call right now. 800-917-2411. 800-917-2411. Warm weather is here and your dog is ready to trade in its winter coat for a summer haircut. Wall Pet Clippers are the number one home grooming choice for dogs and their owners because Wall's precision ground blades cut hair without pulling or snagging. Grooming your dog at home is safe, easy, and it helps you save money. So show how much you care. Cut your dog's hair with a Wall Clipper. Visit Wall, W-A-H-L, pet.com. The dog father theme. And for those of you that are new to Animal Radio, that could only mean the dog father, Joey Volani, with his tip of the week on Animal Radio. By the way, check him out tomorrow morning on Animal Planet. They're running reruns again of Dogs 101. Now, don't get scared when you see my face on the screen. You know, a lot of people <laughs> w- wake up to me in the morning and that's they, a they write thought, nasty. Yeah, yeah they, they write nasty things to me. But besides that, yes. okay, besides that, we're going to talk about the styles of spring because it's that time. You know, I do this every season change, and it's time to do it again. And not only are we going to talk about fashion and colors, but we're talking about new styles and haircuts and everything to go along with it because there's a lot. A lot of things that change in the pet industry, and unless you have a Joey Villani to tell you, you have to pay attention. So the first thing we're going to talk about, Al, is the colors for accessorizing your pet. For spring, we're looking at vibrant colors. Right now, oranges are in, raspberries, the berry colors, all the vibrant colors are back Slow down. I'm trying to write this down. Is is this for people that are going to dress them? This is for people that are going to dress them. Listen, don't you want to look good with with, with your pet? I mean, come on. We have a stylish audience out there, and they want to look good with their pets, so they listen to me, (laughs) and I tell them the, the best way. The vibrant colors, whether it's leashes, collars, jackets, coats, you, you want to get them on your dog. And matter of fact, I just um, seen a line by Juicy Couture, which is amazing. <laughs> they have an, a, a, a line of uh, fleece, um, actually hoodies for dogs that come in all the colors that you want for spring. They look Ooh. great. Hoodie, hoodie? We said hoodie. Hoodie is the bad word. Hoodie. Hoodie. Uh, hoodie. Uh, sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, not, not hoodie. Yeah. Hoodie. Oh, yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, um, everyone's just chiming in on me here. Yeah, sorry about that. No, you're you just um, the same person like me. Whatever goes in your mind comes out of your mouth. It yeah. like, sounds like me. That's what I'm enjoying yes, when you talk. Right. Well, that's, 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 what makes us, that's what makes us good. Yes. Anyway, haircut-wise, 
What you want to make sure is things have changed. And right now on dog styles are jackets and all the areas where there's muscle, okay, which would be the, the flank, which would be the, the back of the legs, um, which would be the chest areas, all real tight. But the areas that aren't heavily muscled, like the hocks, like the front legs, like the elbows, there's a little bit more shaggy hair. So it's almost like, like a pair of bell-bottom jeans, where it's real, real tight and the flares out on the bottom. Well, that's what your pets want to look at. They want to look tight, but a little bit messy, you know, a little edgy. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just, just I'm just a full in image, full in the imagination. What you're talking about? I'm just you know it's such a colorful um, description. So your English is such a beautiful, uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. <laughs> you like keep that? Going, you keep like going. that jersey? English, oh, I love huh? it! I love it! I love it! But, keep, keep but going. make sure, Vladi, that you can see their faces. You want to be able to see. You want to have a little bit of messy look, but see their faces well. You already said you know, about the now faces. Okay, go ahead about faces now. I don't just yeah. come up with this stuff. You if you if you want to. Note for yourself, watch the dog shows because they're the supermodels, like our supermodels that wear our clothes. Well, like Westminster, the World Dog Show and all. You watch how the styles change on those dogs and your groomers should be following that trend because that's what's going to lead you into the next year and so on and so on. And you're going to have the trendy and hottest looking dog next to you. And you know what? That even makes you look better, Hal. Thank you, Joey. I appreciate it. I look for this oh every gosh. spring. There you grew up in my eyes so much after this comment. one 866 to connect with the Dream Team. Uh, Joy Varley's tips over at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Utah couple is suing SeaWorld for turning their home into an animal house. It all started when Gil and Laura Lynn Workman leased their home to representatives from SeaWorld during the 2002 Winter Olympics held in Salt Lake City. They seek $100,000 in damages, alleging that the animal visitors, including penguins, a lemur, a mountain lion, and a pair of pythons, were allowed to roam free in their home, leaving what animals leave all over. They also accused the handlers of letting one of the pythons hang out in the master bedroom's jetted tub to help the snake shed his skin. Sounds like this mess is going to be a bigger mess in court. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pets, and our season of stars continues next week with Kristen Chenoweth. We're very, very blessed to have her joining us on the brand new ABC series that follows, I believe, Modern Family. Which no, it, it's on Sunday nights. Oh, it is on Sunday nights? Yes. Okay. Which one is she? She, she's the lead on that. No, no. She's, she's not? not? I thought she was. Where no, is that information? Plays. Oh, right here. here she's is. hot? Yeah, she's hot. She plays a character named she, Carlene Cockburn. Carlene oh, You think she'd be sympathetic if she found out that I'm a widower? You know? <laughs> Joey. <laughs> because you if, if she says yes, I will be by next week. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. I don't know. Yeah, you'll be a, you, under, six feet under. Yeah. I you'll become I, European, Joe. <laughs> yeah. Because in Europe, they all uh, screw around. Is that, is that what you're saying? 
It is. That's why Bill Clinton was the hero back back in there, especially in Russia. You know, Joey, I got to tell you right now that your wife, she's a hottie. And you know what? She's she's already lowered the bar yeah, for you. Yeah, you're lucky to have her. You're very lucky yeah. to have her. So. You know, I listen. I never said that I wasn't here. But, um, you know, I'm just I'm just asking a general question, not expecting all this ganging up here. You, by the way, you've lost a lot of weight. I am 41 pounds down as of this morning. 41 pounds this morning. What's your? Yes, my goal is 100 total, so I got a 159. Yeah, holy moly, that's a lot. We're not going to so mention how you're doing it though. No more hamburgers, pizza, you know, hot dogs, that type of thing. Yeah, no more donuts in the studio. It, it, everything's in moderation here. You know, you notice how I'll stop bringing the donuts and the bagels and all that. So, you know, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I, I'm doing the whole sympathy thing with Judy because Judy's on the diet, too. And I, mm-hmm. I, I'm eating what she's eating. And I've lost a lot and of she weight. she looks and, great. And oh, I'm looking you. kind of emaciated. I only have about 19 more pounds to go. You know the Russian secret of uh, uh, losing the weight: more sex, more vodka, less food. That's it. More sex, more vodka, less food. <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty svelte. I, I believe we have a call for Joey Volani. We have Lorraine on the phone. Hi, Lorraine. Welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? Doing good. What's up? Well, I have a question um, about my dog, and he likes to swim. And now the weather's getting warmer, and I was wondering about the, the chlorine in the pool. Does that affect their coat and you know, when I have my dog groomed, is it okay for him to jump the same day in the pool? Like, what do you do about that? You know what? The chlorine is is not really good at all for the coat. Uh, matter of fact, you will definitely want to get it out of the coat. And the best way to do it is when your dog comes out of the pool and he's not or she's not going back in anymore, if you can, you know, get some. You don't even have to shampoo it. Just get some conditioner and okay. get yourself some clean water, okay? And um, what you want to do is just rub the conditioner in, rinse it out with clean water. Because what happens with chlorine is n- not only the obvious, we know it's going to dry out the skin, it's going to chafe, irritate, and all of right. that, but it's going to build up in that coat. And when chlorine actually dries, it actually leaves a residue, and sometimes it's even powdery. You can see it. So so what mm-hmm. ends up happening is that will build up in the coat to the point where it could start knotting and tangling because anything that leaves buildup is going to be a little bit sticky. So when hair moves and it binds to itself, it's, it's going to move, bind, move, bind, move, bind, and then I have knots and tangles. So by rinsing it out and conditioning it, it's just going to help it out um, immensely and you won't have any problems at all. So cool water and conditioner, any conditioner or pet conditioner? Well, pet conditioner is, is, is always best if you have it, um, which which okay. I would definitely recommend. Um, but if you have nothing okay. else, people conditioner is not going to really hurt all that much. Mm-hmm. It's still going to solve the problem for what you need it for because you're going to be rinsing it out completely anyway. Okay. But it will help your situation immensely. And, yeah, definitely get that out of the coat. And don't use any, any type of dry shampoos with that because you mm-hmm. could have a chemical reaction with the chlorine and whatever product you're putting on the oh. dog. Wow. So that's oh, why you want to okay. rinse whatever. It is away. Very good. And, and Thank with, you. And let me jump in. And uh, and please take that chlorine from you too, people. What are you doing? Stop swimming in the chlorine swimming right. pool. It's bad for you as well. It's a cancer product production environment in Europe. We're using salt. We don't use chlorine anymore. It's forbidden by government. And stop wow. peeing in the pool too, okay? Because no one no one likes it when you pee in the pool. Okay, use the bathroom if you will. That's it for Animal Radio today. Wow. It was a full show. 
with Kat Cora. By the way, I don't know if you noticed Kat Cora. She, she says you know a lot. And uh, we actually isolated all you knows. <laughs> Here's what it sounded like. You know, 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 Next week on the season of Stars, Kristen Chenoweth from the uh, television series, the ABC series, GCB, which stands for, what does it stand for? Good Christian Bitches. And they had to actually change that. Oh, my God. They wanted to be family-friendly. The ABC owned by Disney, of course. Bitches. Yeah. Family friend, there's more, there's more cleavage on that show than I've ever seen on any show in my life. Gotta love it. <laughs> and she'll be joining us next week. Remember, you can Facebook us at Animal Radio. Tweet us. At Animal Radio, or send us your questions at your voice at animalradio.com, or our phone is open all week long at 1 866 405 8405. Have a great week. We'll see you next week right here on this fine station for more Animal Radio. Bye. Bye bye. Bye bye, everybody. Back to you next time, guys. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.